You're watching Community Conversations, a Concord TV production. Hello there, and welcome to Community Conversations. Uh, my name is Mike O'Mara. I'm the IT Director as well as the City Liaison uh, here at Concord TV, and we're pleased to have you joining us today for this uh, great edition of Community Conversations, our, our opportunity to talk to members of the community about some of the great things that are going on here in Concord and the Greater Concord area. And uh, today, I'm lucky enough to be joined by uh, Clement Kigugu and Leslie Van Berkham, and they are from Overcomers Refugee Services. Welcome to both of you. Thank, Thank you. you, Mike. Thank you. It's a pleasure to have you here today. So, um, reading up a little bit on uh, Overcomers Refugee Services and saw that uh, the byline for uh, the organization is educate, empower, and engage. So, um, what does that mean, and, and what, what really is Overcomer Refugee Services, and what, what does it do? Yeah, um, <clears throat> thank you so much, Mike. Um, Overcomers Refugee Services, it's a New Hampshire 501c3 nonprofit organization um, whose mission is to empower refugee to become successful, contributing uh, member of New Hampshire society. Um, so, Overcomers Refugee Services uh, help refugee after they are resettled in New Hampshire. So um, the government uh, does help the resettlement agency. Resettlement agency are those agencies that receive the refugee from overseas, and they get funds for um, for six months. And then after six months, you know they pretend or they um, expect them to become independent. So that's how. Overcomers uh, comes in to help a refugee because it's really not enough time for them to no, become independent. <laughs> yes, uh, so Overcomers is a kind of uh, resource center where the refugee can come and get any service they may need. So Overcomers uh, provide uh, different services, which is uh, social services. Social um, services include uh, medical uh, application, Medicaid application, uh, food stamp application, housing application, reading mail, uh, arranging appointments, and arranging transportation to those appointments. So uh, we also do provide employment, so uh, pre and post employment, helping refugee to prepare for their employment and do the follow-up after they get hired. Uh, we also um, help them with the uh, cultural orientation. Even though the resettlement agency um, do the uh, cultural orientation, but we still help them to understand the culture of this country because it's kind of overwhelming for them to <laughs> know everything in six months. Yeah. Um, so we also uh, help them with the uh, peace building. Mm. So peace building means people who, or the refugee who came from overseas, they passed through many things, war, violation, and you know, living in a refugee camp for 10 to 15 years. And some of them lost their relative, husband, wife, children. So they really have pre-trauma or trauma. And sometimes there's a conflict between tribe or conflict between a husband and wife, children and parents due to different cultures. So um, we help them to really overcome 
those parents. Um, we are not professional counselors, but we help them with our own experience. Because myself, you know, I'm a refugee, and I passed through all those things. So we have, you know, a good way to help them to overcome those situations they pass through. Um, we also do have two educative programs, which is youth and a women group, which we educate our youth um, to different things and women groups. And I'll, I'll speak a little bit to our byline, which is to educate, empower, and engage. And Clement mentioning these programs is a good example because there's an old saying that if you teach someone how to fish, they have food for the day. Right. But if you teach them how to fish, well, they can feed themselves and their families for forever. So really, the educate, empower, engage is a little bit like that. So we, you know, educating people with these programs that Clement mentioned, um, giving them tools and knowledge to, f to figure out how to navigate, um, you know, to become a citizen, to become an independent community member. And once they have those tools, they're empowered. They feel confident, you know, where they've never felt confident before, that so much is out of their control. And then finally, they can engage. They can engage in small ways, like at the grocery store. They can engage at work. And they can engage with their greater community. So we feel those three E's, as we call them, are sort of our byline, our guiding light, so to speak. And um, you had a short story about somebody to sort of illustrate those. Yes. Um, so we have um, a man who came as a refugee, and he really struggled to uh, integrate the community. Uh, due to you know accident that he had back home, um, and he has kind of a brain injury, uh, mm. and then he ended up to go to jail, and then he went out. So the overcomers helped him to again integrate in the community. So we helped him to find a job. Now he mm. can you know pay his bills and he take care of everything by himself. Not again, depending on all the, um, you know, help from either DHHS or city welfare or other places. That's excellent. That's excellent. And also giving people an idea of all the services, you know, ORS, as we call overcomers, you know, also points out where they can go to get certain help. Yes. So right. Not just, yeah. you know, us helping, but actually teaching them to help themselves. Mm -hmm. so. Right, because there's so many, as you said, there's so many aspects yes. to the yes. American culture that it, it can yeah. be really yeah. overwhelming. Yeah. To, yeah. So I, I guess, you know, coming to that, and of course, you know, always immigration kind of comes out uh, on the news media and things like that. And, and But we're talking really about refugees and, yeah. and what what is that process? What, how does one become a refugee? And what's that difference between a refugee and a, an immigrant and some of the particular um, challenges that a refugee might experience mm -hmm. as they're coming to the United States. Yeah, um, so refugee is someone who has been forced to flee his or her country due to uh, war, persecution, uh, race, religion, or um, political opinion. Mm. So um, most of the refugees that are resettled in New Hampshire are refugee who, you know, fled their country because of war. So after they left everything, so they go to the second country and they try to found the UNHCR location or office. And um, so they stay in a refugee camp for 10 to, you know, 15 or 20 years, it oh depends. 
um, until the UNHCR found a third country where they can go. And um, so nobody really chose the country where they want to go. So it's a UNHCR that chooses the country, unless you have your relative to any of the country that's resettled refugee, uh, what we call um, US die. You know, if they have a friend or relative here, they may come in this country. Otherwise, they just, you know, send them whatever it is uh, uh, available. So that's the uh, refugee. So immigrants are people who, you know, um, come here for economics opportunity or other reasons. Mm -hmm. um, so for overcomers, we really focus on refugee. And um, so the other thing that I really wanted to mention is that the refugee, if they are picked by US, for example, so they take again two to three years to go through the screening. So they do the self-screening and health screening. And this is after they've already spent 10 or 15 yes. years in a refugee. Yes. And wow. it's sometimes called vetting. And mm -hmm. you know, as Clement said, the, the, um, the immigrants can ha have sometimes choose to come here for economic reasons, but often they've been persecuted as well. And you right. hear a lot about, you know, in Central America and, and Mexico mm -hmm. coming up, but the big difference is they're not documented. Mm -hmm. Whereas the refugees have spent, as he said, two years mm -hmm. being vetted, you yeah. know, going through application after application, waiting, waiting, waiting. Um, once they're a refugee, they reach refugee status, they're in. But it's a long process. Very long process. <laughs> yeah. 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 So in terms of um, challenges, there's a lot of challenge <laughs> for someone that, you know, lived in a refugee camp for 10 to 15 mm -hmm. to 20 years. Uh, mm -hmm. Refugee camp is not like uh, um, Concord town or other cities, mm -hmm. you know, uh, it's a place where there's no electricity, there's no, uh, you know, many cars or many roads like here mm -hmm. in the U.S. Uh, but the big challenge, it's a language. Right. So uh, someone coming in this new country without language mm -hmm. and expected to be independent, as I said, in six months, it's really a big challenge. Some of us, you know, have education back home in uh, the country where we came from. But because of language, you cannot really find a job that you like. Some of us were teachers, you know, professor, whatever. Um, but, you know, because of the language, you cannot really find a job that you like. Um, and I just want to interrupt there because if you don't speak the language, you might have been a professor or had a very respectable job even a, a farmer, yeah. but mm -hmm. you'd come off as ignorant because you don't know the language. So yeah. from the perception of the community, they don't understand that, uh, you know, these are very intelligent people, yeah. right. but yeah. they don't speak the language. Mm -hmm. So uh, yeah. I'm sorry to, to interrupt true. that. Yeah. yeah. So the other thing is, you know, to know the system of this country. When I say the system, which means, you know, you have to know how to drive, for example. Um, you know, many of us, we didn't have experience to drive the car because they lived in a refugee camp. Right. Uh, so they expected them to know everything. You know, from the employee, um, employees, they need them to be on time, <laughs> to come to work every day. So the landlord want them to pay the rent on time. The um, hospitals, they need them to you know, complete all the vaccine that are required by this country. So the school are expecting them to raise the kids the way they need to be there when they need the parents. 
And, um, and follow the school rules. Yeah, the Send them to school, school figure that all out, calendars, <laughs> snow <the> days. <laughs> and check their grade, yeah. you know, make sure they did their homework. Mm -hmm. And in addition, you know, some of them, they have two jobs. So for them to be able to cover their rent. Because right. they have, you know, entry-level job where right. they get minimum wage. So they have to work two jobs for be able to cover the rent and the other expenses. Mm -hmm. So that's how really the Overcomers Refugee Services jumps in to help them to cover some of the, you know, uh, uh, the thing that they may have themselves. But mm -hmm. it's really hard to do everything in six months. Language, you know, transportation, you know, knowing all the rules and regulation and all this stuff. That's, that's yeah. A, Tell your incredible. story, Clement. I mean, yeah. Clement is a refugee himself. I've just uh, jumped over your oh, question. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but it follows yeah, really well, right? Yeah. Uh, right. Yeah. So uh, my personal story, um, I came from Africa too, as mm -hmm. I said. Um, so I had a job back home and I was helping uh, people in a uh, non-profit organization like this. Mm -hmm. So I went to school, I graduated from college, and I started my first job. And then, you know, suddenly I have to leave my country, leave my college, leave my uh, town, my friend. Um, and Family. Yeah, the big things, to leave my mm -hmm. six beautiful children and my wife behind, mm -hmm. not knowing when we meet again. So it took me one year and a half for them to get here. So when I came for the first time, I couldn't speak English. So I have to go to second star and have two jobs <laughs> to be able to pay my rent, also to provide for my family, but I'm also really working hard to learn English. Right. Um, so it was really a big challenge for me. But, you know, I have to work hard. So at least to learn English and be able to do the job <laughs> that it's supposed to do. Um, so that's how I, you know, came to become a caseworker and an employment specialist and starting Overcomers. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I will say I met Clement when he was working for a resettlement agency. And at that point, a lot of people were calling him after he finished work to ask him questions mm. because they had finished the resettlement process and they were still trying to figure out how to do things. So right. they would call him yeah. all the time. He was like, you know, the center of the community. And, and, yeah. I, and I think mm. that's what gave him the idea to start right. Overcomers, well, which, I, which I does even, that. Yeah, I can't even imagine six months being, you know, after yeah. spending yeah. so much time in a, yeah. a camp, yeah. 15 years in a camp. Then being told this is where you're going to go and having real no really no choice yes. in the matter. Yes. And I don't imagine there's much educational opportunity while you're waiting to be vetted. You don't even either. know what country you're going to, so right. you're not even, you, just you don't know even know which vetted. language yeah. you're supposed right. to learn. Yeah. Right. So you don't yeah. know. And then yeah. suddenly you find yourself here mm -hmm. in six months you're yeah. supposed to be ready. Yeah. Um, I what was that experience like for you when you get to that end of the six months? Um, what, what was that like? Yeah, it was really, really hard, yeah. as I said. That's why actually I was, you know, inspired to start uh, Overcomers Refugee Services mm -hmm. to help those people who came after me because I, you know, wear the same hat. Mm -hmm. <laughs> They're not waiting. So I struggle myself to really become independent due to the language and all the system that I didn't know. 
Um, I take this opportunity to really thank the um, Concord community and other people, the volunteer, who also jumped in and helped us in mm -hmm. one way or other. So they're really, really you know, uh, valuable people in our refugee community. So I had some volunteer who you know, have to jump in and help me with uh, you know, a few stuff. Um, so after you know, I uh, became pretty much independent you know, mm -hmm. after three to four years, that's why I started volunteering, like giving back mm -hmm. to um, you know, other refugee or resettlement agency or you know, uh, receiving community that helps me. So that's how I start helping other refugees, and then I get a job as a caseworker, and then I became employment specialist. But I, again, I realized that people were calling me after hours, mm -hmm. you know, after hours, and they were calling me, asking me questions, and then Saturday and Sunday, uh, <laughs> you know, and Sunday at church, they were bringing some application or mails. So I said, you know, I have to start overcomers uh, kind of uh, research center so where people can come. Mm -hmm. um, I speak five languages, so I wow. kind of cover all the uh, African languages. That's amazing. Yeah, and other caseworker who's also working with us, he also speaks uh, several languages. So we kind of cover all the yeah, languages. Yeah, so you have a broad yes, range of people yeah. that you can help. And then people can walk in anytime they want mm -hmm. to ask questions or to uh, you know, ask for service. You should see the office. Yeah. Languages flying everywhere. <laughs> yes. It's great. Yes. It's like yeah. a little mini uh, UN. Yeah. <laughs> but the most important is, as Leslie said, you know, I realized that you know, we still have to do all the uh, social services and employment, but the most important is to educate mm -hmm. people so, and empower them so that way they can engage and become independent, help themselves and help other people. And this needs to be done by the people who uh, understand their language, their culture, but also who understand English and American culture. Mm -hmm. yeah. Become that, that kind of bridge to their, yes. their new home. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you know, there, there's a, a fairly substantial refugee um, population in Concord, mm -hmm. especially mm -hmm. for a city our side. Uh, how, how did those refugees impact our, our community, do you think? You know, I, th I think there's there's three ways. Uh, the first is it increases the diversity. I mean, yes. there are nearly 800 refugees living in the greater Concord area mm -hmm. at this point. I mean, the whole refugee program started in the 80s. Um, but we were we were pretty much uh, ethnically homogeneous um, at that point, and it's, you know, the diversity of, you know, everything from foods to cultural practices to just having different people, I think, is wonderful. Two, I have also a, a business, um, an agricultural business, a plant nursery, mm -hmm. with about 50 employees, and we hire refugees, and we had a terrible time finding people that could do the entry-level manual jobs, mm -hmm. rain or shine or snow, uh, you know, hot, cold, hard work, and refugees have been incredible. Um, their work ethic, their appreciation, uh, not to mention lunchtime where these wonderful smells come across the, uh, <laughs> the break room table and people say, mm -hmm. you know, what is that down there? You know, it's just, you know, just for our community, it's been wonderful. And the third way is what Clement just said is many times, even though they've been through horrific things, they want to give back. 
you know, they appreciate what uh, the U.S. has done for them. And Clement is a perfect example of this, who started this. That's probably one of the larger thank yous, <laughs> is to start an organization like Overcomers. But even in small ways, and last June we were part of the New Hampshire Gives oh, program, yes. and, yep. you know, it was mostly hopefully larger donors, but our clients came in and emptied their pockets. Whatever change they could, so there is a, a true sense of wanting to give back mm -hmm. or to volunteer, maybe not just with the refugee community, but even with other communities that could use help, like the homeless. You know, we're not the only community that could use help, and I think the refugees want to give back in so many ways. So I think that's how they impact the community. And speaking of education, mm -hmm. I also think it's important to educate, and that's kind of what we're doing today, the community, yeah. about refugees right. and maybe clear up some of the myths about the whole, the yeah, whole, the whole program. process. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. Definitely. I mean, I'm, I'm learning a tremendous amount oh, myself, cool. <laughs> and it's, it's just so impressive to, to hear people who have gone through very difficult and hard times, and, and once you get through that, your desire is to make it less difficult and <laughs> better yeah. for yeah, that kind of selfless nature. It's not a, a an idea of, well, I went through it, it made me stronger, you know, yeah. well, you should do it too. Yeah. It's no, let's make it easier so that we can get to a better place yeah. together. That seems right. to be one yeah. of the messages. Yeah, yeah. yeah it yeah. is. Yeah. So if somebody's watching right now or they're listening on the podcast or something like that, we're, we're already hearing, you know, the refugees themselves do so much to volunteer and give back. But what can other members of the community do to help overcomers or help refugees in, in general? What, what can yeah. we do to participate in the program or even just educate ourselves, you know, besides yeah, watching that, that's, today? That's awesome right there. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I would say volunteer. I started um, as a volunteer almost two years ago and it's been incredibly rewarding. Um, and we're just building our volunteer program, but you know, there's thriving, there's working with clients, you know, joining one of the programs that Clement mentioned, like the women's group or the youth group, um, office work. So volunteering is probably the first rehearsed way if people mm -hmm. are interested, yeah. Yeah. And there's a link on our website. Um, okay. and, yeah. and what is that website? So it's overcomersnewhampshire.org. Yeah. OvercomersNewHampshire.org, and a, another way, Clement. Yeah, um, another way is uh, our financial part. Yes, of course. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, Money. That's true. <laughs> so uh, financial is really part of uh, you know for organization to uh, be able to be there to help refugee. So we um, you know new organization, uh, but we are lucky to have again uh, conquered and New Hampshire community to be able to help us and churches, but we still really need financial assistance, donation to be able to keep going, you know, with paying offices and uh, stuff, so that way we can keep our job. Um, We're really looking for corporate donors that, you know, that are interested right. in giving to a program like this on a yearly basis or a regular basis. Mm -hmm. yeah. um, and another yeah. way is spreading the word. Mm -hmm. You know, going to our website, we have a Facebook page, mm -hmm. um, and just sharing with their friends via by, by word of mouth or, or social media, um, that's another way that people could help if yeah. they, they want to help. Yeah. And if they have a question, they really are free to contact us through our website or email. And um, so our office is located at 90 Airport Road, room 25, uh, here in Concord, New Hampshire. Um, so we are 
really open website, Facebook page, or you know, with a question. And or walk in the office. Walk in Just the come office. to Airport Road and walk <laughs> like in, that. and we'll we'll give you a, a short, small tour. It's a small space. Yeah. 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 Just to hear all the different languages, I think. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be great. Yeah. Um, uh, any parting words that you'd like to give to the audience? Um, you know, if you if you have something, I'm just going to say something first. Is that the other thing we're we're interested in is building coalition with mm -hmm. other groups, but both groups that work with refugees, and there are several right. around New Hampshire. Where Concord is one of the very few cities that resettles. Mm -hmm. Manchester, Nashua are the others right now, because uh, cities have to have a certain list of criteria in order to resettle, right. um, which we don't have to go into now. But mm -hmm. we're interested in working with other, uh, other agencies that help the homeless, um, you know, uh, mentally challenged, uh, any, any group, any other group that's helping people in the community. We'd like to build coalitions and, and share resources. Mm -hmm. I think that's something that, that we're working towards. Yeah. It's a, we're, new, we're a new organization, right. but that's a, yeah. a goal yeah. of ours. And it's really, that's really, really important. Uh, we have very good relationship with the uh, provider in Concord, uh, you know, Concord Police, um, New Hampshire Police, <laughs> and uh, Concord Hospital, uh, Family Health Center, um, schools. And we really want to continue to work together you know, for the common goal to help uh, a refugee to be able to integrate in our society and be really a contributing member of New Hampshire. Which you've helped us do yeah. in this program. Thank yeah. you, Mike. Oh, yeah. it's yeah. our plate. This is community yeah. conversation. Yeah, exactly. So it's this yeah. sort of yeah. stuff that's Perfect. really, really yeah. important to us. Mm -hmm. yeah. So Clement, uh, Leslie, thank you so much thank for you. being here and yeah. representing Overcomers Refugee Services. Mm -hmm. It was great to hear. Great your story today and, and learn about what you do. And hopefully those that are uh, watching at home can get involved, uh, whether it's volunteering, yeah. making a financial contribution, however it is, whether it's this community organization, Overcomers, or just be involved in your community and pay attention to shows yeah. like this, yeah, Community yeah. Conversations. I'm your host, Michael Mara. Of course, you can watch this on YouTube. You can watch this on our traditional cable channel 22. And uh, you can find the podcast of this uh, show on SoundCloud. So on behalf of everybody here, thank you so much for watching or listening. And uh, we'll catch you next time when we have a conversation about the community of Concord.